0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you today. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you this morning? Doing well, thank you. Good. Doing well. Good. Uh, the people in Washington are very, very worried. They're trying to get an, an omnibus bill pass yeah. where they let us know everything about what they're doing. Uh-huh. You know, and the P- American people get to know it. But, the, of course, I'm being very facetious because... Hardly any members, <laughs> even the ones that are on the inside don't know what's in the bill yeah, because the staffers stuff it up there and everybody contributes. But it, it, the people who contribute, it, the other people don't know what's in there. So there's hardly one person that say, you know, I can answer the question yeah. there. But, but anyway, it's a big thing. It's the end of the year. It's a predictable event and more so because we're getting near the end of the year and there's a lot more pressure that they uh, uh, can be put on it. But, uh, you know, uh, we have pointed out several times now that the American people are maybe getting a little tired of sending all that money uh, and adding to the debt, which requires us to, to spend more money to pay for the interest, yep. add, adding more, uh, more debt uh, by spending money over there. At the same time, there are a lot of problems here. Of course, there's a lot of waste here. But some people see the problem that uh, we spend a lot of time worrying about the borders of, 6,000 miles away and not about our borders, but that's uh, not the issue as much now is just getting the Congress closed right now. The, the Democrats are fretting. We're we we uh, we're not gonna lose forever, but we've lost a little bit of power yeah. and, they're, and they're trying to grab as much as they can. And that's why this omnibus bill uh, the details will be yet to be found out. It'll take a little while. But uh, the big thing about the Ukrainian aid, uh, you know, for a while, you know, they'll put that up and let an up and down vote even on suspension yeah. because the people are so hawkish. And we wonder whether the people are sick and tired of it and maybe sending a message to their congressmen and their senators that they shouldn't be spending so much overseas in foreign policy. And that would uh, that would please us. But that's all going to go quickly. Probably, uh, you know, in the next couple of days, they have to resolve it because, uh, you know, there's been a few times in history that they'll be out there voting for Chris on Christmas Eve, and that's yeah, when I'm... you better really be watching out yeah. because there'll only be four people there under suspension of all the rules. So it's, uh, it's the thing of it is, and all this mess and all this spending. And all these problems we have, there will be no debate, serious debate, except for about 10 people in both houses put together about uh, what should we be dealing with? Foreign policy? Maybe we should be uh, come home and yeah. not be so many places. Should we have a non-interventionist economic policy? Maybe we should have a sound currency. Maybe we should balance our budget. You know, there's a lot of things they could debate, but that has nothing to do with it. This is who's going to get the most out of this deal, and it looks like... Most of the time, uh, if you're on the inside, one way or another, either party, uh, they get what they want. And it seems like there's less resistance to spending than there has been in the past. There's fighting and fuming, but uh, there's no of. Sur- you know, I don't even think in secret they say, you know, we can't do this much longer. I don't, I don't even, I think they're uh, actually a condition to it that they believe they can, can get away with this forever and ever. And that will not happen.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. Well, you know this very well, Dr. Paul. This is one of the oldest tricks in the book. You would dump everything into the end of the year omnibus bill, must pass, the things that you don't want to have under scrutiny. You dump it in, you dump it in. And it's a must-pass bill so if a member for example says you know what my constituents are telling me that they don't want any more aid to ukraine that member can't vote against that bill because he would be obstructing congress and wouldn't be supporting the troops and the military so that's what they do uh, and i think that's what they're doing here let's put this first clip up this is from our good friend dave DeCamp, who does a great job over at antiwar.com senator schumer says ukraine aid will be included in omnibus bill The White House has asked for $37.7 billion. But of course, Congress will say, hold my beer and add a few more billion to that. No question about it. They're going to sneak it into the omnibus bill and hide it away in there. At least one member doesn't think it's such a great idea. Let's put this next clip on. American hero Thomas Massey says, this is wrong. We should have a separate vote on additional Ukraine funding. Most of my constituents do not wish to have their money sent to Ukraine, especially not without oversight or an audit. And so you wonder, Dr. Paul, why they're doing this. And we talked about it a little bit before the show, why are they slipping in? Well, it's convenient, you know, to throw it all in, uh, in, you know, a big dog's breakfast, whatever. But we can speculate, is it maybe because support is slipping? Is that why they don't want scrutiny? And I was sort of sniffing around to see if there was a recent poll. And there actually is one, believe it or not, from just a few days ago. Uh, and it was written about in the Washington Post, if we can put this next clip up. <clears throat> support slipping for indefinite U.S. aid to Ukraine, poll finds. And let's put up this is from that article in the Washington Post from earlier this month. While support among the American public for assistance to Ukraine remains robust, Republican backing for aid to Ukraine has slipped since the spring with 55% of Republicans saying they support sending military aid compared with 68 in July and 80% in March. Half of Republicans favored providing economic assistance last month compared with roughly three quarters in March. So you're seeing still a half of Republicans supporting this aid. But when you look at 80% support in March dropping to 50 just a few months later, you're seeing a trajectory of refusal, reluctance to support
0: this. Maybe that's what they're afraid of. You know, the opponents uh, uh, are just as strong against the audit as they are for the, for the spending. Yeah. And you think, well, isn't this a extreme? No, this is very important. Because uh, that w- that's one of the things about the Federal Reserve, that they will never, what they protect the most is uh, uh, a- anybody in Congress auditing what's going on with overseas spending by the Fed. Distribution, it's not spending, it's distribution of funds. But uh, here, and there's been standing-alone bills, and Rand tried to get it passed in the Senate, and uh, they-, they won't even do that. You'd think there'd be maybe a little room there for a slight, uh, uh, you know, concession or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You guys are right. Just vote for the bill and we'll vote for your audit. They don't even do that because the audit is exposure, yeah. whether it's auditing the Fed, auditing the Pentagon, or auditing this omnibus bill. So uh, it's uh, it's, it's not going to happen because the bigger and the more ornery government gets, the more secrecy there is, and the more people challenge, uh, challenge anybody that does. And if you're uh overstepping your down bounds you might even get cancelled you yeah. can't bring these things to a, a you know the front and let people know but hopefully more and more people in a, uh, american citizens are waking up to this
1: yeah and massey was joined by uh marjorie taylor green who i think is really distinguishing herself in congress maybe had a rocky start but if we can put this next one up as you point out dr paul she's the one that sponsored that joined that introduced a bill that would require an audit of all the funds the US has authorized for Ukraine, I think most reasonable people would say, well, an audit? That doesn't sound like <laughs> such a bad idea. The resolution was voted down by the Democrat-led House Foreign Affairs Committee, but and this is interesting, it received support from mainstream Republicans. Now of course they may well be just trying to score political points, just you know, drive the knife into Biden a little bit more uh, by doing this. But nevertheless we'll take we'll take in the wind column when we can get one in the wind column. So the momentum I think slowly, unfortunately, uh, is, I think, moving a little bit in our favor. And I think that's what they might be a little bit worried about. You
0: know, and the fact that they're handling this a little differently, the uh, funds for Ukraine, and it's the uh, season uh, where most people are thinking about other things than just getting this bill passed because they know uh, most members of Congress, I'd say 90% of the Congress, no, it's not going to make any difference. It is going to pass. The, you, you're not going to get a speech. There's probably not, there will be no open rule. You can't amend the bill. So, you know, the die has been cast That, uh, that so that people aren't uh, expecting too much, but eventually, uh, Eventually, even if we don't wake up enough American people to demand it from their congressmen, uh, it has to come forward because, uh, you know, there's a limitation to, even in dictatorships, Soviet Union went down because of of the spending, and, or in a society like ours, maybe especially, you know, uh, where democracy rules, uh, the dictatorship of the majority, that is especially bad because people want to hide it. And this is not, this is not uh, transparency month. This is hide hide what you can because we're getting out of town. Things are going to change next year, but we'll have another scheme already. You read the stories about the Democrats' schemes for next year. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. have to change their tactics. And since they have, uh, I'm sure, still plenty of social media support, and they still have a lot of ordinary media support, and the propaganda is there, so so, you know, they're not going to say, you know, maybe we ought to back off. Maybe we ought to at least have an audit and pretend that we do care.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, the next story we're following is I think we could really title it the further Vietnamization of Ukraine, because that's exactly what's happening. We can put this next one on. This is from our friends at Zero Hedge. U.S. mulls more troops inside Ukraine to track arms as leaked cable admits impossible tasks. And there are so many things to unpack in this one, Dr. Paul, but I think the first one really is the Vietnamization of Ukraine. We have, we, I think the White House, the Pentagon has acknowledged having a, about a dozen troops in there monitoring those weapons we sent over, making sure that they're not going into the wrong hands. Uh, but they are you know, thinking about sending in more U.S. troops inside Ukraine. Of course, those U.S. troops are very exposed when they're there. They are certainly subject to be blown to bits, um, which of course would make them want to send more and more. I just think that this is the slippery slope toward a direct conflict between the US and Russia. And I think that's what a lot of the neocons who really are in the driver's seat in this administration, more than they have been in the past two. I think. Uh, that is what they want and that is what they're getting with this. And they're flying in undercover of saying, hey, you guys were right all along, Senator Paul, you were right. We need to track these weapons, but to do it, we need to send a bunch of troops in, and it's dangerous.
0: Yeah, you know, in the, in the bill, they won't let them have a, a legitimate audit. But here they come up with another bill uh, that uh, they say, we need a few more troops. We want to spend a little money. and we'll find out, which means there's just more money out there. They're not going to track They're spending. They spend money that they should. And then they have to spend more money to track it, which they have no desire (laughs) to really track it. So this is this is just a pretense. And they think that's going to satisfy the people in this country. And they say, oh, uh, yeah, you won't count. You won't really audit what you're doing, but we'll send more troops. And uh, that that is, uh, I I—I think, you know, if that were happening uh, today, if the Chinese and uh, the Russians all of a sudden, is, oh, well, you know, we, we all belong to the U.N. We got U.N. permission. We're going to send in some more troops into your country. I think we would not like that very much. So, But it, it just goes, send more in and uh, complicate it more. But there will be more and more spending. And uh, the American people are not going to be better informed.
1: Yeah, that's true. And if you can put that one back up again, because this is a, a good quote. Unfortunately, it's an unnamed former U.S. official, but he says, quote unquote, he or she says, quote unquote, this is classic mission creep. Of course it is. The whole thing has been mission creep. Emphasis on the second word of that. Uh, but he fought, uh, cited the endless war on terror, conflicts turned quagmire, such as Iraq, Afghanistan, and Syria. Yeah, we've had mission creep in all those. In fact, I was looking, this is off subject uh, a little bit, Dr. Paul, but I was looking at in Syria, the US has stolen, I think 40 truckloads of oil from Syria and transported it to Iraq. So yeah, it's a creep uh, in more ways than one. And here's from the, the next clip, if you can put it on, this is from the same article and it cites a Politico article talking about a leaked cable, sensitive but unclassified internal cable Uh, where it talks about the difficulty near impossibility of overseeing the weaponry once it enters Ukraine. Now they think of it, right? Well, here's the quote. The Biden administration also plans to tap a still unnamed U.S. firm by February to implement a special three-year initiative to help the oversight effort, according to the document. Uh, And the cable signed by U.S. Ambassador Bridget Brink is a snapshot in time but it underscores how crises like the Ukraine war, such as U.S. experiences in Afghanistan and Iraq, inevitably turn into hugely expensive undertakings that are hard to track for crisis because of the chaos on the ground, often in countries with, emphasize this, histories of corruption. Not long before this conflict, we were talking about Ukraine as the most corrupt country in Europe. You could read that all throughout the mainstream media. It was well known, it was not controversial. So here's a great idea. Let's send $100 billion worth of stuff and money and all kinds of stuff into the most corrupt country in Europe. And then half a year later or more say, you know, we probably should have had a look at that to (laughs) see where it goes. It's just astonishing. They've learned nothing from Afghanistan, uh, Iraq or anything else.
0: And what happens if uh, the theory goes that if you subsidize corruption, you get more of it. You You subsidize immigration, you get more of it you know, uh, as you recall, I'm sure, when the leading up to the Iraq war and we were uh, trying to stop that, and we said, "Well, you know, it could cost you a lot of money. Oh, but we're going to take their oil. Yeah. <laughs> the oil is going to pay all the bills and we might even make a little on the side. Yeah. Now, here it is. That didn't work out so well. Uh, we still have we. We have military control, but we really don't have control of Iraq. So what are we doing? We're in Syria. I guess it was easier to steal the oil from Syria. Yeah. So what are they going to take the oil, Do And now the oil is going to Iraq. Yeah. But it's supposed to be the other way. We're supposed to take the Iraqi ore. We stole their oil. <laughs> yeah. So we have to steal somebody else's to exactly. replace it. It's sort of like the budget goes, you know, we run out debt, and you have to steal from somebody else in order to pay pay the interest <laughs> on that debt we already stole from people. I, you, you know That's why it shouldn't be that difficult. It once in a while people say how do you know those things are going to happen today these that won't last <laughs> i don't think it takes fortunately i don't have a phd in economics <laughs> yeah because that's where people got really because they were taught that you know it's right and it's and it's moral it's constitutional at least in their eyes yeah everybody knows better
1: yeah. <laughs> well you know dr paul your tst your uh column this week got a lot of attention yes, it was on and... zero hedge a lot of viewerships and it was great and it was about the coming economic crash. And you and I were riding back together in a car yesterday after having lunch with one of our older friends, oldest friends and uh, we were talking about inflation and both of those things together do remind me that we need to mention our sponsor of our program which is 4 with runaway inflation with the potential of a crash in the economy, who knows maybe this coming year, you do need to take care of your family, you need to take care of your food supply we don't know what's going to happen in the coming year 4Patriots.com makes it very easy to do so uh, the number 4patriots.com. you can order a three-month survival pack of food and that food will last for 25 years and it is tasty food easy to prepare they also have products such as solar generators and things to get by in a pinch it's a great american company they'll help you with whatever you need to take care of your family and as a hedge against inflation or a crash, the good news is if you enter RON as a code, you will get 10% discount on your first order. And any order, $97 or more, will get you a free shipping Forpatriots.com. patriots.com. Enter RON for your discount. Have a look at
0: it today. Dr. Paul. Very good. I'm going to go to another subject, but I got to prepare you because I want you to have an open mind, <laughs> because you might say, ah, oh, that can't be true. <laughs> they wouldn't do that, because they're the conservatives. But exclusive from Red State, uh-huh. uh, that gives you a hint, uh, they might have a little bias here and there. And An analysis of RNC spending since 2017 shows millions were spent on private jets, limousines, luxury retreats, Broadway shows. Uh-huh. So you you know it's it's uh, you know it's epidemic. Uh, they, they, I wonder if they have a vaccine for this that we can stop it. <laughs> first, first, there's a lot of stealing going on among individuals. You know, we wreck an economy. Uh, thefts go up because sometimes they're doing it because they can't. They want to eat. And then there's government theft. Uh, if you can't if you can't find enough victims, you hire your car you, you hire your, uh, uh, your your congressman, and he steals for you, and, and then <laughs> then, it, then it becomes legal and moral. Yes uh but then here so you send a bunch of people up there, and it's it's probably b- b- more par- bipartisan. Even though this article is not bashful about going after some Republican yeah. excesses, so they they do this, and uh, it it uh, it's just a shifting around. But it's an attitude that is uh, is spread around. So I I I don't think that's by accident. I think it's a moral attitude that uh, means that they rationalize and. They they make excuses. They ignore the rules like the Constitution and uh, the immorality of the whole system. goes there, whether it's the individuals, whether it's the corporations, whether it's the government. And now, lo and behold, there's some shenanigans going on in, in the political system.
1: Yeah. And let's put that on if you can skip over to that red state with uh, Rona McDaniel on the on the front. Uh, this is an article about how the RNC is spending the money that it raises and anyone who is on any mailing list knows that they send a lot of fundraisers. They do a lot to try to get money and I just want to put in two caveats Dr. Paul on this story because while we believe it's newsworthy and worth scrutiny uh, first of all in red state it was written by a person who works with the woman who's running against Rona McDaniel to head the RNC so there's a little bit of a conflict of interest there. And also, and I speak from some experience, although we don't have limousines and luxury retreats, but obviously you do provide premiums and when you fundraise, it does cost money to fundraise. So we don't know all the details, but we can say it looks kind of ugly, especially when you're talking about middle America, you know, granny writing in that $10 check, thinking she's gonna elect (laughs) Republicans. uh, And that may not be the case and put on this next one. This is from the article um, and it, it doesn't look good. Although, again, caveats. But <laughs> our review found that the amounts spent during the 2021-22 election cycle seem to have been par for the course and possibly even lower than previous portions of McDaniel's tenure. Uh, the RNC spent 3.1 million on private jets, 1.3 million on limousine chauffeur, 17.1 million on donor mementos, three- quarters of a million on flowers, and 80 grand in booze. Again, all of those could be justified depending on the situation. However, they need to, uh, well, it would have been nice if they would have used all that money and won. They didn't do a very good job in winning, so that's probably the biggest
0: complaint. Right. So, no, it, it gets messy, and I, I think campaigns get messy. Because government is messy, and if you reduce the size of government to the proper size, and more uh, individuals would get into government that might be wanting to follow the Constitution, the, uh, the corruption would be much uh, greater reduced, greatly, more greatly reduced, because uh, they, uh, uh, they, they, they cause people to want to get influence. Because that's where the power is, and that's where where is productive. So you have the huge donations, and there's no doubt about it that uh, you can't say that every penny, every penny that was spent there, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people a lot of people even know that, but sometimes. This doesn't deal with where I think the maybe bigger problem is, is when the uh, corporate giants get in, when, when the, somebody in the, uh, uh, in, in the cri- cryptocurrency business yeah. will donate and own a political party yeah. like what's been going on. Now, that's the kind of thing. That's the big stuff. But but the principles uh, are very similar that uh, everything is up for sale. And uh, it seems like uh, at every level, you know, people can justify. it. But I still think the problem is that people have justified doing something that, deep down in their heart, they must know isn't right. If they have understood that, oh yes, I I need this uh, money for uh, my education, and, and this, this is a noble thing because I'm going to be a productive citizen. But then you look at what happens to that. <laughs> it just goes. Oh, it's it's not not worth it. But uh, that's a. Uh, but it's a system and it's a also an acceptance of the moral standards that, uh, you, you know, allows it to exist. There's no, no, I would say there's not very much sense of guilt about this. You know, if if they if they spend this money, uh, they think, well, that's the way you do it. That's the yeah. way the system works. Yeah. You have if, if it didn't work. You don't have the right lobbyist. You better pay more money to your lobbyist. So the system is bad, but I would say I would narrow that down to saying government is way too big, and what they're doing is not related to protecting our liberties or promoting peace, and that's where the problem is.
1: Yes, for sure. Well, I'm going to close, Dr. Paul, uh, by reminding our viewers, many of you know this, but the Ron Paul Liberty Report is a project of the Ron Paul Institute, which is a 501c3 charitable organization, an educational charity Uh, And we exist solely uh, due to your support for what we do. If you like the Ron Paul Liberty Report, uh, maybe you've gone to one of our three conferences this year. We've also had uh, our third edition of the Ron Paul Scholars Seminar. So we are reaching out, we're doing our mission of educating people on the importance of a non-interventionist foreign policy overseas and civil liberties at home. We're getting close to the end of the year and a lot of people do want to make year-end contributions. Keep a little bit of your money out of Uncle Sam's pocket. We hope you'll consider the Ron Paul Institute as a worthy organization for your attention, particularly as we get closer and closer to World War III. Now, we'll include a link in the description of this show for where you can make a tax-deductible contribution to the Ron Paul Institute and keep our programs alive like this, like the conferences, and enable us to expand our mission to do more in 2023. We deeply thank you for your support, and we hope you'll continue.
0: Dr. Very, Paul. very good. You know, I, I talked about in the recent article that we got a lot of attention for uh, emphasizes the bankruptcy that I talk about and uh, why it's dangerous and pointed out that there's a political and economic danger to this. And one of the biggest dangers is the fact of a maldistribution of wealth under these conditions. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And when you understand that, this should open up the door to conservatives if they would accept this principle instead of saying, well, uh, you just need more and more money in the military-industrial complex and never question it. Uh, that, that's, that's what they think uh, they, they should do. But uh, the bankruptcy is not reversible in the sense that give us 25 more people in congress or 100 people in the congress and we'll start voting differently we'll start voting against the spending and we'll gradually reduce the the deficit and things will move back to where they were i don't think there's any chance of that happening in that orderly fashion. It's just not likely. Does that mean I don't think that uh, the, the likelihood or uh, or it's easy to return to a status or develop a status even better than anything we've ever had based on personal liberty? Uh, I, I think that's what we have to aim for. Believing it can be possible. There have been some ups and downs. I think the American Revolution was a blip in history that showed that you can actually increase the uh, principle of liberty uh, by determining and and supporting it. But uh, what happens when the system breaks down, whether it's the political system or the economic system, the bankruptcy is uncontrollable and uh, nobody's saying, oh, yeah, we can work our way out of this. Uh, There's always, and we've mentioned this on the show before, there's always an opening there because the system will be seen as not being productive. The tragedy is the cultural Marxists, that's what they're aiming for. So when we look at what's going on in the middle in the inner cities and, and just decry how horrible this is, like we, why do they do these things? Well, they do it because they want chaos, because they want a clean slate for building, you know, a, a Marxist system. It's been around for hundreds of years, that principle. But they see this as a renewed effort to do it once again, because they, too, know that uh, they're bringing on chaos and that Uh, uh, And that's that's what they want. And then the people have to accept something else. But it also is an opportunity for people to present the case for liberty. And there's reason to believe that's worthwhile, mainly because if we don't do something, if we don't offer and we don't wean people off dependency on government, we know exactly what's going to happen. But I always see signs that there's a lot of people out there. I think if you had a pure democratic election in the country and they knew exactly what the issues were, and you just eliminate all names and places and and philosophies and just say, well, do you believe uh, that we should go to war? Do you believe we should just print our money? That sort of thing. I think our views would overwhelmingly win and pointing out privacy and uh, limitation of government. Uh, I, you know, t- to me, that is so powerful. And then I say to myself, well, why aren't we doing better? Well, I'd like to know that because I w- work it, trying to do better all the time and present this case, because uh, it should be easy, but it isn't. People are overly tempted to get something. It's sort of the free lunch attitude. Well, that sounds good. There's a lot of pain and suffering with that. But I think you can say, when it gets very chaotic, maybe the door will be a little more open rather than closed. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.